Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn. Welcome to our program, Family Sanctuary, focusing on life-giving relationships and the family. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, Chairman of Heartbeat International that advances life-affirming pregnancy help around the world. And today I'm, I'm in the studio with a beautiful couple that uh, we're going to focus in on their story today, uh, Brooke and Greg Warren. And our topic is so important for marriage, intimacy. What is real intimacy in marriage? And uh, Brooke and Greg have a beautiful story. Um, they were married fairly fairly young in this day and age, we would say, uh, but uh, have been married now for 13 years, right? Okay, and they are, um, they really have a, a story that I think you'll find quite gripping. <laughs> they are what we call reverts to the Catholic faith, right? Yes. And uh, they came back into the church after their marriage, and so they have a story of what was it like being married, uh, before they returned to the church, and how did the church's teaching on marriage and the experience that they had of actually renewing their marriage vows, uh, how did that affect everything about their relationship? Okay, it's a pretty powerful story, <laughs> and I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, so Brooke, uh, Brooke is actually the marriage formation specialist now for the Diocese of Columbus, and uh, so she believes so strongly in in an an intimate marriage that she's now God's called you into really working throughout the diocese uh, yeah. with couples on marriage that's great and uh and Greg is a, a lab compliance officer at Ohio State University Medical Center uh so um working in a very technical field i think you told me Greg that um that you can even help use some of those technical skills in uh, helping Brooke occasionally with her job is that correct that's right yes <laughs> A lot of Excel kind of data analysis things. <laughs> That's a perfect example of the uh, complementarity in oh, yeah. our marriages, right? <laughs> and and an example of how you two work so closely together in every aspect of your marriage and how that was a really an, a new vision for you at, when you came back into the church. So I want to know more about your story. I want you to share it uh, with the audience here that's with us today and can find your program in the archives. So you're now um, a member of St. Matthew Parish, correct? Yes. Right? Yeah. But... Um, Tell us about being reverts to the Catholic Church. How did that happen? Um, you were married in what year? We were married in 2009. 2009. Yes. But start out, I guess, you, you met earlier than that, 2006. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we met in 2006 um, at Wright State University where we were both studying. Uh, some friends, mutual friends, introduced us. And yeah, we were married in 2009 and... Moved back to Columbus a couple of years later after finishing um, college. And I think, what, three years later when our son was born in 2015 is when we really started seeking a church home. Um, prior to that, we had been... I don't know, on and off attending non-denominational church uh, mm -hmm. in Dayton and somewhat in Columbus, and we just didn't 
really feel like we had a church home. Mm-hmm. And after our oldest was born, he, we just we knew we wanted somewhere where he could learn about God and have that relationship. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting? So many couples, I think, that happens to really when their first child is born, they they think of setting down more roots, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of establishing a place for their family and a, a, and certainly a place to worship is important. So were you married in an interdenom- in a non-denominational church? We were mm-hmm. not. We were married downtown here in Columbus at the Columbus Athenaeum. Okay. And um we just had a we hired a guy. Yeah, we hired somebody to And marry. we told him what to say. Yeah. <laughs> you, you wrote your own vows. Uh, yeah, yeah okay. they were, I mean, they were we, pretty we, traditional, mm-hmm. but we, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it was very non-denominational, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, we had right. prayer and, and things like that, but it wasn't, it didn't really have a specific um, faith background other uh-huh. than just... And you didn't have a clergy person. No. no. And, yeah. and since we just hired the person, there was no marriage prep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None at all. That's interesting. And today, I'm sure you know... Uh, you can find a, someone to officiate at your wedding online. Mm-hmm. You can even have a friend or a relative uh, get certified pretty quickly to uh, have the authority to preside over your your legal wedding, yes. you know, in the state of Ohio. Okay. So, um, and um, so after your son was born... And his name is Sam, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Seven years old now. Um, You were looking for uh, a church home. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, And much like the story of Samuel, we were always had this, you know, kind of tapping on our shoulders that we were just ignoring for those couple years where Hmm. we couldn't find a home. So when Sam came, we finally turned around and said, yes, Lord, we're listening. Mm -hmm. And then we finally decided, okay, I was raised Catholic. You were baptized uh, but we didn't. We weren't practicing for many, many years. And you were both baptized Catholic. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then we decided, okay, it is time. Mm-hmm. And then we started going and never looked back. And it's just been, you know, coming back as an adult versus you know my teenage years when I decided to go to nomina- non-denominational churches. I lost a lot of the things that I would have more understood as a young adult. Uh, so when I came back as an adult, you know, going through the RCIA process, really learning about the faith in more detail, just really opened up our eyes to the beauty that God had waiting for us. And we were just, he just needed us to turn around. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And I think I turned around first and had to drag you behind me. (laughs) I hate to say this, but that often happens. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Because he, I definitely felt the call much earlier um, and had to convince you. But once we started going to mass... We never looked back. So. Yeah. And you had that experience in your background, of course, Greg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I think that's interesting that even for those people who are raised Catholic, sometimes your Catholic education ends mm-hmm. <laughs> at a time when it's just the time to begin understanding these things more as an adult. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people, I think, find themselves in your situation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As an adult, they're, they, 
in a sense, don't know what they don't know. (laughs) But but the Lord is always calling back, calling and tapping, as you say, Greg, tapping Mm -hmm. you on the shoulder and say, look, I'm calling. Uh, Just listen. And you you both did, which is which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. So uh, so it was when you went um, through your RCIA to come back into the church that uh, you discovered that you needed to validate your marriage. Is that correct? Yeah. Since we were both um, Catholics and we were married outside the church, we needed to have get our marriage validated in the <laughs> church. Um, and, you know, they gave us an option of like, you can do this paperwork and that's kind of it, or you can kind of renew your vows uh, and have a little ceremony and, and do however elaborate you want to do it. And, that's what the option that we went for was was having another ceremony and really saying those vows mm-hmm. um, again to each other and in, in, in the in the Catholic context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that really changed a lot for you. Just to let our, our listening audience know, I think this is a powerful story of how going through that validation of your marriage, uh, which the church calls a, a convalidation, and saying those vows and knowing really now uh, how different they are from from what you had first thought <laughs> when you got married, where you could just write your own words and have someone presiding. <laughs> this was very, very different, and that and that really changed a lot for you, right, Greg? Oh yeah, we. And I think even going back just a little bit, you know, when we decided that we're coming in, we're going through RCAA, so we're learning already of what the real meaning of marriage is and what God's plan is for it. We had a a wonderful deacon that really worked with us to do our marriage prep. Yes, we've already been married for like, what, seven years? Mm -hmm. Uh, But at that point, six years maybe. And, uh, you know, so we were answering a lot of these questions. And, you know, thankfully in our, you know, pre-Catholic reversion years, it, it wasn't like abusive or, you know, it wasn't a toxic marriage or anything like that. Thank God. Uh, but there was things that we could have improved on. And these were things that we, you know, kind of came to light, especially when we're, you know, talking about NFP and uh, use of contraception and things like that, where, you know, and thanks be to God for EWTN too, because as we're going through this thing, we started listening to EWTN and we hear on the radio about, you know, contraception is is not good and this is why it's not good and stuff. So I come in one day, you know, roll in from work and I say, hey, Hey, honey, I think we're doing things wrong, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then, uh, so we we cut everything out and really put our trust in the Lord, which was something that we in the bedroom we had never done before, really, you know, inviting Him there. And uh, you know, He blessed us with a daughter because we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> so then we'll we'll touch base on the NFP a little bit, I think, during the, our talk as well, just to you know encourage you guys to to learn that. Yeah, that's a beautiful story. How you, um, it was like, again, the tapping on your shoulder, uh, earlier to, to look into what is the Catholic faith truly and do you need to come home to the church? That tapping on the shoulder, this sounds like you didn't hesitate at all. I mean, you, you heard the truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. You, uh, heard about natural family planning. You heard about God's plan to be open to children and you just decided, okay. 
we're going to to cut out the contraception. Mm -hmm. And of course, immediately you got pregnant, or it sounds like pretty quickly you did, Mm -hmm. because... (laughs) Yeah, pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. and I think in this this aspect of natural family planning, he definitely was all in first and Mm -hmm. had to drag me along and and convince me that this is what we should be doing and this Uh is why and and all that. So yeah, we we just kind of Googled it and... (laughs) Taught our taught ourselves in air quotes uh, what to do because we didn't we didn't know what we were doing and yeah that's how we we ended up um, with our middle daughter Lillian and yeah she's such a blessing she is such a blessing and it's so funny how the Lord works in that way when you're just open to life and and you're like I can't imagine our life without her sure and but you did learn later. Uh, how to really space your children through Mm -hmm. natural family planning. And we'll get into that in a minute (laughs) Mm -hmm. and how that's really affected your marriage. But I just think your sensitivity to the Lord and sensitivity to the promptings of the Holy Spirit and then your trust, you know, okay, I know this is true. I've heard it. You know, I'm convicted. And uh, you followed through, which I think is beautiful. And your story, the fact that in the beginning, it was you, Brooke, who mm-hmm. who were kind of drawn back uh, to the Catholic Church um, and 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 going through the RCA and so forth. And and maybe it took you a little bit longer, Greg, to uh, move along. But then when it came to the NFP piece, Greg, it was you first, and <laughs> yeah. and it shows, doesn't it, how God really um, has us working as a couple in our mm-hmm. relationship, and um, and learning to trust each other. And uh, sometimes it's one, sometimes it's the other, sometimes it's both that are hearing something at the same time. So um, one of the things I thought was beautiful, what you told me earlier, Greg, was when you came back into the church, the... Um, you even remembered the smells in the church, the mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the incense mm-hmm. and the bells. You're hearing those, and you're just bringing back all those years of, of before I decided to go to non denominational. You know, just sitting next to my parents and being there, and just experiencing all the beauty that God has in the mass, mm-hmm. and how I love how how our church really uh, God uses all of our senses. All of our whole being, you know, in the worship, the sights, the smells, the tastes, you know, the whole experience, physical as well as spiritual experience in our worship, which I just love. Well, our um, if you just joined us, you're listening to uh, Brooke and Greg Warren, uh, who are sharing their story of coming back to the Catholic Church, having their marriage validated. And by the way, we're going to do a, a program, which will be in our archives as well, about that whole experience of of saying their vows in the Catholic setting and how important that was for their story. But they're telling us about coming back to the church, being open to life, and uh, we want to focus now um, particularly on how that affected your intimacy, um, the natural family planning piece, really being open to each other totally when it comes to your sexuality. So, uh, and we titled our program Rediscovering Intimacy in Marriage. So, how, let's talk a little bit more about that, how being open to life really changed your whole intimacy. Yeah. So, after, well, when I was pregnant with our uh, middle daughter, 
we went through NFP class through the diocese. Um, my we were the only pregnant people yes. in the class. <laughs> we were we were the only pregnant people. Um, everybody else was just engaged and thought we were contagious. I think because they wouldn't sit with us. Um, but. Yes, my colleague, Jennifer Folan, um, actually taught our NFP class with her husband, Frank. And just learning kind of why we do it. I think the science behind NFP is um, an easy sell to most people just because, you know, it, it's what your body does. It, you know, it's kind of You don't have to add any, yeah. any chemicals or poison to your body. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's, guys, there's no side effects to NFP no, other than babies and intimacy in your marriage so in the last class that we had um, Dr. Perry K. Hall came and talked about why why the church teaches this why is this important um, for your marriage and just that you're giving yourself so fully to the other person you know when we when you think about marriage and the covenant um, that God has created with us, you know, it's free, it's faithful, it's total, and it's fruitful. And I feel like using natural family planning just shows all of those things. You know, you're, you're you're not cutting it off. You're not. Um, you you talk about that in our talk about, you know, I want everything but not that mm-hmm. um, in the right. use of contraception. So you share this with couples that are engaged couples now, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So yes. when you say your talk, you're talking about how you share with engaged couples. Yes. Yeah. We, yeah. we talk at, at Pre-Cana through the diocese. Yeah, because so. in those five years or six years before we you know, reverted back to the Catholic faith, our intimacy was not fruitful. It was not total giving of each other. And, you know, sometimes we probably got into the the habit of almost using each other for pleasure mm-hmm. because, you know, we, you have contraception, you could do things at any point of the time in her cycle, just kind of whenever that itch is there, you know, it's kind of open, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that was a, one of the biggest things that changed when we came in because now we really value the whole person and that we see these intimate moments as just a, you know, we're saying with our bodies what we said with our words, that we are one and that I give you everything that I have, not, you know, everything except my fertility. It's everything is yours. Uh, and she's saying, yes, I want everything that you have and I'm giving you everything at the same time. So just this, it is so much more powerful when you come together that way, when you've invited you know, God's plan for your marriage and invite God into your bedroom that, man, if you don't know intimacy, but without him, it is just so much more powerful and beautiful with him because mm-hmm. God made intimacy. He designed it and such a gift for us as married couples. Um, and so just, you know, really value that gift. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the, as you said that, the three-stranded rope, you know. We often say, well, marriage is is the couple and God, you know, three persons uh, in this relationship. But it really has full meaning when, like you say, Greg, it's all of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that three-stranded rope cannot be broken. Yeah. And I think one thing, opening up the 
door for for God to come into the bedroom and opening up yourself to just trusting in him and allowing um, God to truly guide your life and to do his will. Um, Before, when we had our second daughter, I thought we were finished with kids. I was like, I don't want any more. I'm good. I think this is it. Um, and you were following the Planned Parenthood too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, uh, two years ago, uh, 2020, we it came into my heart that God was was telling me, you know, it's time for you to have another child. I'm like, no, no, he's not, no. Um, I'm like, okay, well, if and it kept coming up and coming up in prayer and, and I'm like, okay, well, if this is true, then I need Greg to tell me those words. I think we should have another baby. He has to be direct. Like that needs to be, you know, you can do it. You're God. I know you can. <laughs> so we were doing a marriage enrichment. And one of the questions that came up in, in the book we were using was, you know, what's something you feel like you can't talk to your spouse about? And he looked at me and said, I think we should have another baby. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was like, okay, Lord, I, I, crystal clear, we get it. Okay, it's time. <laughs> and, you know, since we were using natural family planning and we knew my cycle and it was God's will, clearly, you know, we were pregnant that same, you know, month and are blessed with um, our second daughter, Teresa, who just turned one. And uh, yeah, his, I mean, I feel like the more we go down this path and the more that we trust and let him into our marriage, it's just, I feel so much more comfortable with natural family planning, with the intimacy in our marriage. It's just something that's so beautiful and, and just there and it's so fully and i hope that it's shown like that people can see that that we're an example um to other couples and to our own children that they can see the love that we share and how we let christ into our marriage um it's just so beautiful sure and that's of course the whole uh, desire of my heart in this in the program, the family sanctuary, that we we hear stories of how the the couple the couple first as uh, the 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 initial family, then the children that the Lord adds to that family uh, in one way or another, the fruitfulness of your marriage is not just a way of bringing his love into your family, of course, into the lives of your children, but then it's a reflection to the world. People can't help but see it in your parish, uh, in your neighborhood. Uh, and, and I wish our listening audience could see it in your faces today as, as we're sitting across from each other at the table here uh, and you're sharing your story. Yes, I see that peace in your faces, in your, the love for each other, in the way you relate to each other. It is visible. And of course, that's what marriage as a sacrament really means, isn't it? Uh, that God created something here, a marriage that is an outward sign, you know, of his grace. Mm -hmm. So was that kind of a revelation to you? It was, I know, to my husband and me. Uh, We were married nine years before we made our Worldwide Marriage Encounter weekend. And we kind of knew our marriage was a sacrament, but we really didn't know what that meant. (laughs) Was that a revelation to you as well at some point in your story? 
Yeah, for sure. Because I, I think, but before when we got married, we we weren't under the impression that we were here to get each other to heaven, and that really we were lifting each other up and you know inviting God to to fill us with that grace to be able to do that. Uh, because there's a lot of times that Brooks picks me up when I'm falling, uh, or you know sometimes very rarely I help her out. Uh, so she's she's helps out a lot more. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. You help me more than you know. I think that's kind of just the relationship in marriage anyways. The right. husband thinks, you know, that we're, you, you help us more than you know. And yeah, just knowing that we have God's grace mm-hmm. and it's just. And relying on that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And knowing mm-hmm. that even though there's crosses to bear. You know, we all have our crosses to bear, and in our marriage, we have crosses to bear. Mm-hmm. But knowing that He's there, mm-hmm. and that He will get us through, and He won't give us more than right. we can handle, is beautiful. and your love not only does it enrich you individually, you as a couple, and your family. I think it's going to be beautiful to see your three children and your family coalescing and experiencing God's love through the years. Other people see that. That's the way God then inspires the couples that you know um, who maybe haven't yet fully grasped this. Maybe God's tapping on their shoulders, but they haven't turned around to say, yes, Lord, I'm listening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, The people in your parish, uh, the people that you meet. Greg, have you ever had anybody at your work say something like, well, why why are you seem so happy or um, why do I see a special look on your face? Do you ever hear that? They do, yes. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, it's I'm just a surprised. great opportunity, a grace that God has given me to say exactly why. Right. Because uh, there's definitely, you know, a lot of mixed things at, at places I work. You're a pretty Catholic place yeah. working at the diocese, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I'm out in the world a little bit more. Yeah. And I can remember the first time someone asked me that uh, out in the workplace. And then, then we came to realize, my husband and me, how, how unfortunately um, so many people still need this. You know, they haven't really experienced God's grace. They see something different, something special, and they're, they're seeking that. You know, so it's wonderful that you can tell your story, not only uh, in the marriage prep, and thank you for doing that, for inspiring so many couples, young couples, uh, preparing for marriage, but uh, then wherever you are, that grace is is being reflected in your faces. And I'm so glad people are asking you for your story. So uh, while we're unfortunately just about at the end of our of our program, I do want people to be able to access, uh, go to stgabrielradio.com in our archives, and you can hear again and share the story, please, of Brooke and Greg and uh rediscovering intimacy in their marriage and another program also on the importance of their marriage vows and how repeating those in their validation really made a difference. Thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, thank you for having us. (laughs) And you are listening to The Family Sanctuary and I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. We're streaming live on stgabrielradio.com, and our program is broadcast again at 4 o'clock every Saturday and 2 o'clock on Sundays. So please join us again to strengthen our families and make them sanctuaries of life as God intends. Family Sanctuary is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. 
Archives of Family Sanctuary with Peggy Hartshorn are available at stgabrielradio.com.